Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our weekly show, Top 8, where we break down this week's biggest news and what a week it's been. Trailers galore. And I've got with me the usual suspects, Connor. Yay. Ben Nee. Hello. Guys, what a week it's been. It's been very busy. Have you had a chance to do anything other than see Ghost in the Shell and... Lego Batman. Lego Batman. Um, yeah, I somehow fit them in to my busy uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, <laughs> Wild schedule. That's really all I've been doing. I finally finally beat Ganon 110 hours down the line. 110 hours? 110 hours. That's been my life for a while now. Uh, loved every second of it. Connor, what are you up cool. to? I, <laughs> I finished Iron Fist. Jesus! I Christ. went through it in like um, been maybe a week, less than a week. I didn't realize I didn't realize you were a masochist. <laughs> it kind of turned out that way. Well, once I start something like that, I'm like, well, I've got to finish it. How was? Um, terrible. <laughs> really, really, really bad. <laughs> Easily the worst of the Netflix TV uh, series. Hundred percent. Easily the worst Marvel thing. Yeah. I, well, I can't think of a, a Marvel property that that's kind of in recent time that's been that bad. There isn't. There isn't one. I, I'll, I'll watch the Incredible Hulk before I watch any more of this shit. Oh, 100 percent. At least. Well, at least the Incredible Hulk is over in two hours. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Not if not a little bit not less. A, not a shitty 13 hour movie. God damn it! What were they thinking? The the thing that did it for me was the the main the main actor. I don't know. I can't remember his name. Finn Jones. Half the stuff that he said fell so flat and just like deadpan. Yeah, I could know. I could never tell if he was like just an idiot or like naive or. I I've got to wonder whether part of it was like the direction, like them thinking, "Oh, here's a guy that's back to to New York. He's going to feel a bit off kilter with the way that people normally interact." Like I imagine he was trying to give off that sense, but it just came across as just bad acting. And I've heard there's a lot of just boring, meandering sort of litigation amongst businesses and lawyers and just really boring scenes. and The company dynamics was probably one of the more interesting parts of that. Well, there you go. Seriously. The rest of the show is just him walking around New York being an idiot. Yeah. Oh, seriously. It is. Wandering around with no shoes on and being like, why won't they give me my company back? It sounds like a very directionless show. It didn't really know what it wanted to be. No. I feel like that entire show could have been three episodes. (laughs) Oof. Four, maybe? It's it's weird watching. I hate watching films where a kung fu master is obviously someone that's gone through like two weeks of kung fu training, and you're like, you're very clearly not a martial arts. I don't expert. think he even had that much from what I heard. Apparently, Probably. they had about 15 minutes of prep for some of those scenes. Oh, you're kidding? Me. Insane. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this show anymore. It makes sense. It's depressing. Can we talk about something else? <laughs> well, I mean, that fair enough. Fuck you. Um, oh, so you're not going to ask me what I watched this week? No, fuck you. Oh, good point. Oh. Sorry, oh, sorry. No, 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 that's cool. Let's just get on with the news. We just kind of got sidetracked with Marvel. All right, what have you been watching, George? <laughs> Rogue One. Uh. <laughs> Save the rebellion. Save the team. I will go on record and say Saw Gerrera, worst Star Wars character of all fucking time. Wow. Uh, worse than Jar Jar Binks. That's a very bold climb. Climb? Climb. 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 You have climb. a weird Australian accent that keeps coming in today. <laughs> I don't know who I am it's anymore. A bold climb. At least he um is memorable. Yeah. Saw Guerrero. What the fuck is there to remember about that the guy? Fuck? Other than he's in three or four of the different So is mediums. Boba Fett. He looks badass. Yeah, Saw Guerrero. He looks so badass. Good. Yeah, sure. This film's kind of, I'm, I'm changing my opinion. Uh, I saw it two times in the cinema. Ooh. Didn't really love it. Uh, and it's, 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 it, I think it's better now that I kind of know what to expect with the film, but it's still not as good as you. I really wanted it to be in the end. So you, You're the biggest Star Wars guy out there. Yeah. So the biggest, officially. Our, yeah. I remember you coming out of the theater enjoying it because we watched it together i'm pretty sure yeah yeah on a certain level but then i remember being completely weirded out by the planet names when it was a it was kind of a bizarre experience because uh, it was so different from the other star wars but yeah um i reckon we should do a, a review of it for next weekend because there's nothing really coming out so not a bad idea i'm not watching it again though yes you yeah, are, you are. <laughs> no yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh actually i'll make I'll, I'll give you a choice then you can either watch rogue one again or you'll have to finish iron fist pick one Iron Fist, fuck. <laughs> wow. Wait, you're picking Iron Fist? I'm picking Iron Fist because I'm an MCU completionist and I have, I'm gonna, like, I've watched four seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for God's sake. I have, have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Oh. All right, well, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get on to the news. Um, 
First on our list is a new It trailer. So Warner Brothers have released what was dubbed the official teaser trailer of upcoming horror film It, based off Stephen King's novel. And I'm assuming based off the which, previous which, film. Which, which Stephen King novel? It. Oh, okay. Of the same that name. Not, not the dome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always think that a lot of horror films... Um, are caught between in a trailer wanting to make it scary and then kind of giving away too much of either what the monster is or too many of the jump scares. So I think watching this trailer, I thought they did a really good balance. Um, One of the good things is you already know what the monster is. Yeah, You know straight up it's a clown, um, which in and of itself is scary. So you don't really have to rely on that horror movie trope of um, kind of mystery and finding out what the monster is and then once you know what it is it's less scary yeah most people are clued into pennywise but i think you're right i think they didn't give too much away but they got the tone of the what the end film is going to be um they presented that and conveyed that really effectively and it looks freaky man is a good trailer really good trailer yeah the one thing that um kind of makes me a bit nervous is that we've seen remakes of old horror films that um, look better, like they've, they've got a cleaner and crisper look to them, um, better special effects, but ultimately have not brought anything to the franchise. So I think the last one that I remember of that was Poltergeist. That looked so terrible. I didn't even bother. Oh, yeah, neither. It, it was obviously Poltergeist. I thought the trailers were cool. Trailers were all right, How but I they just... get Sam Rockwell for that? He's a fucking boss. Yeah. There was too much emphasis on making it look better not be better that 90s one has dated you know i've seen a few scenes from it and horror ages horror does uh, age. very noticeably uh and this one just seems so current and terrifying oh. that drain pipe scene i mean we've all seen that a million times but hmm. it's still like got that that just feeling in your heart well like, oh <laughs> did you see the they did the side by side for the old version and the new version i did and i, th- I quite enjoyed how like it, it matched up Almost to a T, really. Yeah, just with a few more dynamic shots in it. Um, yeah. But it was so, you know, even with that um, that piece of roadwork, uh, that yellow sign thing, the kid ducks under that. Doesn't he get belted by it in this one? <laughs> in this I don't one, think he ducks it. He, he doesn't duck it. In, in, in the 90s one, he ducks under it. Yeah, yeah. In this one, he just gets yeah. It's a sign of the times, out. man. <laughs> it says everything, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I'm, I'm a huge horror fan. I know, George, you are as well. Um I, I um I lost a bit of interest when Carrie Fukunaga left the project, but this trailer's brought me right back in. This looks awesome. And he's still got a screenwriting credit. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's not convinced. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I think we'll all be pretty excited when that comes out. And it's trending really well. Um in the first twenty four hours it's got hundred and ninety seven million views globally. So interesting that it has done that it's obviously it's because so many people are scared of clowns that's it it's so shareable because so many people are like very vocally afraid of clowns you just tag your mate that you know that is afraid of clowns and be like hey check out this video yeah it's it's practically viral content yeah yeah and it's it's done uh better i believe than your favorite franchise uh fast and furious (laughs) (laughs) uh we're me and ben are very excited to see this film i'm booking a holiday that week (laughs) Connor, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> We've got our first disagreement out of the way. Um, all right, number two on the list. Uh, Joss Whedon um, has been confirmed, I believe, to uh, write, direct, and produce Batgirl. Whedon, they've poached him from Marvel. Well, I, we say this every time. Like, this could be DC's redemption. Uh, it, it's, you know. This could be, well, hey, at least maybe they'll have a good movie. Yes. Know. That's probably the best we can hope for. Joss Whedon seems like the obvious choice for something like this. Not only does he have a proven record of just writing and directing awesome films, but the subject matter is something that he's quite well known for in Hollywood is um, uh, writing and directing strong female leads, which hopefully we'll get um, from this film. A great poach from DC. Uh, Avengers 1 and 2, I love them both. And uh, as you said, proven track record. He knows how to do comic book movies. And also, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, great example of a strong female lead. So, great, great decision. I don't really know much about Batgirl. She always seemed to be just the counter to Batman, the obvious counter. But there's obviously some source material, interesting um, stuff in there. So, I think Whedon's the guy, definitely the obvious choice, as you said. I just want to go on record 
as saying um, the term strong female character makes me wretch. It's a bit of a, uh, like a boo hiss. I'm surprised to see um, Joss Whedon jumping into bed uh, with another kind of big uh, studio comic book franchise again after he was so burnt out um, after Avengers 2. Um, good to see him back in the saddle, though, I guess. I hope this works out well for him. Yeah, I think he was definitely burnt out by the machinery that was Marvel mm. and Kevin Feige maybe not allowing him to flex his muscles as much as he wanted to. And DC, they need a win right now. Joss, you can do whatever you want. You've got director's cuts. <laughs> you write. You do. Take as long as you want. We'll give you all the resources you want. Yeah, it makes sense. And as I said, great move, Warner Brothers. Great move, DC. Hopefully, this turns out awesome. Do you think he'll get full control? Yeah. Uh, obviously, he'll have to hit some story points because it's a shared universe. But I think I think he wouldn't have agreed to this. He, he has yeah. a lot of leverage. Yeah. And I think in that negotiation, he would uh, have been able to you know get what he wanted to. Mm. He's a pretty big swinging dick after um, those two Avengers movies. Come on. Yeah. Those One of those 1.5 plus Billy yeah, yeah. at the box office. I mean. Big, big successes. But I, I wonder if, if Marvel, part of Marvel, Marvel's success is that it hasn't allowed its uh, directors to go too rogue. Because if you think about it, these are all really you know, successful directors that have their own visions for individual movies and perhaps not thinking about a shared universe that has come together so far really wonderfully. Um, I wonder if that's kind of where their success has been in, in not allowing directors to just kind well, of Well, that hasn't been working for DC, so... They should probably just try whatever. Because there was a point where DC, there was a point where DC specifically said, "We're going to let our directors do whatever they want to do." This is a filmmaker's universe, or something. As their counter to (laughs) Marvel, yeah, Yeah. and worked out great so far. I have, I have faith in Joss Whedon, and I hope this. I really want this film to be great. Oh yeah, because as we're going to be talking about soon, Justice League. That's got Zack Snyder written all over it. Why don't we just jump into item number three, which is, as you uh, mentioned there, the new Justice League trailer. Um, And I think the overall consensus for this trailer was that it looked like a really great music video that starred the characters of the franchise. I don't think it's just... Snyder knows how to do visuals, man. He frames things in just an incredible way, unlike nobody else. But beyond that, it just looks like he's going down the same trodden path as Batman vs Superman. It looks very similar. It looks the exact same. It looks like it, just with more people, which was half the problem, presumably, of the previous one. Not enough uh, Lex Luthor in this trailer. Um, I don't know. It looks <laughs> fine. I guess I just they haven't done any work towards making anyone care about any of these characters for any reason. So you look at it and it's just like it's just shit happening. I don't know. I don't care. Shout out to uh, Daniel Murphy here, who I work with. Um, he mentioned something cool and an interesting insight with it is that none of these characters ever look like they're in trouble in the in the Justice League trailer. They all look completely in control. They're doing badass shit, taking care of the situation, jumping off Batman's vehicle into the dystopian stormy abyss, whatever the hell is going on in that scene. Yeah. Um, but in like for example in the Spider-Man trailer he's in trouble man he's getting thrown around you, you know you, you you there's a connection there you're in their in their shoes in a way Marvel pulls you in and DC it's got almost like this shiny um, shiny ball kind of thing where they look great but there's just there's nothing there beyond that it's like what, watching someone play a video game and they're really fucking good at it and it's just like mm, yeah whatever I think you might have mentioned this to me yesterday um, or it might have been you Ben. Um, <laughs> that the one of the differences between the franchises uh, within MCU and uh, DCEU EU. got it this time <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is that one is very much superheroes, so ex- you know it's got a lot of extraordinary humans, um, whereas the Justice League is comprised of essentially gods. So you've got Superman, who is an extraterrestrial god. You've got um, Aquaman, who's the god of the sea. You've got uh, Bruce Wayne, who's god of having money and being really <laughs> brooding. Um, like they're, they're just these kind of archetypes or pinnacles, ideals. And that's a little bit more difficult to make a good story or to have them feel as though they're in danger. It's really got to be, at that point, character 
it's got to be a character film at that point. You can't rely on them being literally in danger, um, which is something that I think DC has so far failed in delivering. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. November is, you know, it'll be here before we know it. And what did you guys think of the Batman gag? There was a gag? <laughs> yeah, uh, with uh, the Flash. You know, when he's like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. It felt like a discount Tony Stark comment. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't know. What, what are they doing? I thought Aquaman was kind of cool, though. Yeah, Aquaman definitely has the, surprisingly, the, the most potential yeah, in this. Somehow. Who would have thought? Crazy. Uh, so that gives me a lot of hope for James Wan's Aquaman. If they nail the character in this. Only DC could fuck up so hard that Aquaman's the fucking best one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, kind of a, a sign of the times. Yeah. Oh my God. I think you actually, I think you're right. Yeah, totally. Everyone else, I, I'm still not sold at all on uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Every, every line she reads just feels so flat to me. Like when she's talking about Cyborg, it's, Ugh. It just reminds me exactly of her line in uh, BVS, her, one of her three lines when she's talking about Doomsday. It's just, it, it, Would you, know, you like to remind us of what that line is? This creature is absorbing energy or some fucking bullshit. And it's just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I don't mind her. Um, in Particularly in the context of all the other characters because the, they just all give me a headache. Yeah. Like, so far in the the DC universe... She's one of the more likable characters, I guess. Partially because she hasn't done anything yet, so she can't piss me off yet. <laughs> She's got a clean track record. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just waiting for her movie to come out, and then I can be like, oh, right, they fucked her up too. Good. We're on evil. <laughs> By that reasoning, I think Green Lantern is probably the best character in the DCEU at the moment because he hasn't been on screen yet. Um, all right, so number four, speaking of superhero films, uh, is the new Spider-Man trailer. Dick. Yeah, <laughs> Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, our, our checks just cleared, so yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, Marvel. There seems to be a trend here. Iron Fist is also great now. Yeah, <laughs> miraculously, um, Spider Man looks awesome. Uh, you mentioned it before. It just seems a little bit more uh, like there's something at stake. the The conflict in there seems just seems more real, um, a little bit more grounded, a little bit more. Yeah, when he's fighting that big vulture dude, that's. Uh... <laughs> I've been down that path, man. That's High school was a weird yeah. time. <laughs> that's not conflict in terms of plot. That's you know literal conflict, as in fighting someone. What I'm talking about is the the challenges that he seems to, he will face in this film seem more interesting to me. Um, so obviously, there's going to be some discord with Tony Stark. Um, he's going to. This shows that he's going to lose the suit, um, and he's going to have to kind of bring himself up. Uh, to being the Spider-Man, which I think is a really cool um, direction to go with this. Mm. I kind of wish they hadn't shown that in the trailer. Yeah, that's my one complaint with the trailer was the fact that it showed a lot of the beats of the film. Uh, But on the good side of things, this looks like a great interpretation of Spider-Man. Probably the best, yeah, probably the best looking one that we've seen. I love the Raimi one and two, but I'm really excited to see if a high school Peter Parker. Mm. Um, I really liked the front end of the trailer where he was in, you know, interacting in those high school elements. And uh, I really think they've nailed the tone and the balance uh, in this trailer. Um, and hopefully the film as well. Michael Keaton, what an awesome comeback. Yeah. Batman to Birdman <laughs> to the Vulture. Like, he's definitely got a niche. Good stuff, <laughs> man. Do you need a, some kind of flying type animal man? Call Michael Logan. Keaton. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I love the look of Vulture. He's kind of a tough one to bring into this Marvel sort of grounded um, tech-based sort of rules, I would call them. Uh, but the look of him looked freaking awesome. Uh, as I said, the only problem with this, I think it gave a little bit too much away. It, it definitely did. But these these movies don't have any surprises in them anymore. So I who cares? <laughs> That's the most cynical thing I've heard from I, you. I know, but we all know what's going to happen in these things. This is going to be a bad guy and he's going to kick his ass. It's fine. I, I I love how much Tony Stark looks like there's in this movie. Um, I I love the idea of Marvel doing more kind of team-up movies, like, you know, just take two or three characters rather than just having solo ones and then ones with like 50 characters in them. 
Um, I hope that's kind of a continuing trend, which obviously it is with uh, Thor. Thor and Hulk, and yeah. Hulk, yeah. I think that's always been a thing that people have said is like, why, why are this in Iron Man? Why is nobody else there? Sorry, what was that accent? <laughs> that's, that's his impersonation of everyone. That was just yeah, an amalgamation of everyone that ever talked <laughs> in different accents. Like, that's a great solution to that problem. Yeah. Like, Thor and Hulk go on an adventure. That's what would have fixed um, Iron Fist in a second is if they made it Heroes for Hire. And that whole season was just Iron Fist and Luke Cage because that's the only reason anyone likes either of those characters is because they work together. Yeah, they, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to get back onto it. Um, I still think that Luke Cage deserves his own TV show. No, I thought his season was pretty average as well. So just team him up. God damn it. I'm getting all riled up again. Let's I'm just... halfway agreeing with you, which is more than we usually do. So that's Fuck progress. You, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you make me agree with you? Fuck you. Yeah, look, I, I think this is kind of... Not in a bad way, pretty standard Marvel, which is to say that it's going to be a good film that I'm going to enjoy. Mm. Um, probably won't throw too many um, hooks out of left field. Um, and we've seen that boat thing before. Like the boat chopped in half. It's like, it reminded me so much of the train scene in yeah. Spider-Man 2. Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, totally. They didn't really try and push that one further than it, it needed. Some, we, need some, we need to see something different. That train scene is... I think the high watermark of superhero films. So fair enough that they want to try and recapture it. That's a that's a bold statement. Yeah, it is. But I, I come on, it's amazing. Spider-Man, I mean, Spider-Man Two is the best superhero film ever made. I'll come out and say that. Ooh. Well, you can come out and say it all you want. It's not true. No, I, well, it's my opinion, Connor. Well, it's <laughs> a wrong opinion. Sorry, but I was, okay. What is it then? What is it? Not Spider-Man Two. They don't. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not a. Oh, a, do you have? You don't have an answer then? No, oh, you I don't just, have an answer, Connor. That's that funny. That's wrong. funny. Okay. I just think like I just think it's such a bold claim to say that out of everything out there, that's the best superhero film. I would a hundred percent rather watch Blade than I would um, Spider Man Two. Wow, oh. I'm making the bold claim. Holy shit! No, just in terms of like I I could I could think of so many films that are just not even like big name films, little ones. I'd, I'd rather watch Civil War than than Spider Man Two, the Raimi Spider Man Two. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about what you'd rather watch though. I don't give a shit what you'd rather watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Fuck yes. No, I'm, I'm so aggressive. Made. Round one. I don't think this is a controversial statement. I think a lot of people kind of think, kind of hold Spider-Man two to be the the best kind of superhero story uh, and film out there. I think it really set a precedent for how to do it right. Mm. And I love one and two. I reckon we should watch them as a little preamble for Homecoming. Happily. And, um, uh, actually, Connor, Connor would rather watch Blade. Um, I would. Let's we'll watch do that, that as well. We'll do a Blade review for Spider-Man. We'll just do a Blade review. Because <laughs> I may, I may have made a fairly bold claim with Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of like an obscure... Because um, I think Blade 2 uh, is better than film. Blade. Blade 2 shits over Blade. I probably should have just said Blade 2. <laughs> Blade 2 is the greatest superhero movie ever made. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. At least you didn't say Pirates of the Caribbean, man. <laughs> Why would have I said it? Well, some Johnny Depp related. Tom, Tom Holland really reminds me of Johnny Depp in this movie. Uh, he kind of does. Shut <laughs> up. What's next? <laughs> um, up next is uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes trailer. Yes. Those names are still not less ridiculous. No, it's War. It? War, War, the War, War of the Planet of the, Planet of the Apes. Why the fuck did you write Dawn of the Planet of the Apes then? Wait, no, what is it? These goddamn movies are so confusing. Uh, Rise of the Dawn of the Beginning of the Apes of the Planet. This is the beginning. It doesn't help that there's like 15 other Planet of the Apes movies that all have names like that. Of the, of the. War for the Planet of the Apes is the name War of War for the movie. Planet of the Apes, all right. Do your research, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, as what, the third in the franchise, second one directed by Matt Reeves. Um, if the previous two are anything to go on, it's going to be good. I loved all the, all the callbacks in the trailer to the first two films. The little um, voice yeah, over in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a bit of John Lithgow in there. That was good. I thought the first one was like a really solid movie. Very surprising because the franchise is kind of a joke to some degree, especially after the Tim Burton film. Yeah, and at that stage in Hollywood, there was a lot of reboots and remakes yeah, yeah, yeah. happening. And this one was like, wow, they've actually done a good job with this and done taking that source material and evolved it yeah it's, well, it's amazing that just something other than superheroes was like a, an awesome blockbuster and then and but then the second one comes along and i thought just blew the fucking doors off like what an amazing movie i still just think back to that first scene in the rain in the forest where they're hunting no dialogue whatsoever just stunning um what really struck me about the second one 
was the callbacks to the first um, and that they really played on the emotional um, – they kind of like tugged you emotionally from those uh, key moments in the first. When he goes back to the house and he's thinking about James Franco and like that, – honest to God, that, that got me tearing up. I love, I love when a movie tugs me. Um, <laughs> Different kind of movie. I, what I love about this franchise is how um, – how like most of the population of the planet Earth died like in between the first and second movie. Like they died in the credits of the first movie. They did, yeah, yeah. yeah like there was that weird little infographic thing going on where it's just showing the, the virus spread across the world. At the beginning of the second movie. Oh, and at the credits of the first movie was showing the spread of the virus. Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Do you know what could have very easily happened is they could have had like a disaster movie yeah. as being the sequel, like the 2012 type <laughs> you know, one family running away from a plague of disease. As you said, this this it was a massive level up going from one to two. And I I hope this is another level up because the vistas. The vistas. The vistas, man. <laughs> this film looks incredible. That snowscape um, aesthetic that they're going for, just I was blown away. I didn't think they could really get much better than the look of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And it seems to have gone up a notch again so in matt reeves we trust he's amazing is this trailer didn't have though um uh, a monkey with two machine guns riding a horse so hopefully this movie does deliver a moment like that um do we feel like this is a little bit too similar to the second one because i i have a feeling that the the plot points seem very similar um from what the trailer can tell us so it does look as though it's you know these two kind of encampments um, kind of struggling to reach compromise, or in this one it looks a little bit more like all-out war, which is fair enough, but that does seem very similar to the um, the second installment in the franchise. I am a bit worried that we're going to get kind of just the the tried-and-true formula of two. I think they're moving on along at a good pace, honestly. Like, I'm surprised that we're at movie three only, and we've already, like, we're already up to Talking Apes, and it's it feels natural, like, because that was a that was a big surprise at the end of the first one, really, where where Caesar spoke and it's like, okay, they're going for this, and then the second one they didn't do too much of that, I don't think, really. But this one they're just talking like they're talking like humans already. Yeah, like they're gonna be they have clothes in the next one, and 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 you mentioned it right at the beginning there that that was one of the really big uh, positives of this franchise is that between one and two, a lot has happened, so the tone of the, and the feel of the film is radically different. So it's not really feeling like, you know, you get a lot of sequels that just use the same formula as the first, mm. you know, made slightly different. Like, they, oh, we'll put them in a different setting. And they thought, we'll just work off the, the success of the first. That's how not to do a trilogy. I think good trilogies really try and move the story into a different direction and a different feel. I think they're smart enough to know that they don't want to retread. But at the same time, there is an established formula and that it really did work. So I don't think they're going to necessarily shy away from retreading a few things. But... There was enough in there for me to just the apes talking. Like there's an inch, there's an already a different dynamic there. Mm. So I think there'll be enough new elements. Look, this this franchise has been so well handled um, from the get go. So I just have faith at this point, I guess. Well, the, the most recent franchise. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the, the Mark Jesus Wahlberg Christ. was the <laughs> amazing makeup effects in that film. That's all. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> all right, number six. The new Valerian trailer has come out. Um, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You were really excited about this film. Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> You've changed so quickly. It's gone like one. No man, like the whole. It just looks like they're us- using a lot of elements from what's kind of trendy, which is what Guardians are doing. It, it seems to be borrowing a lot of that. Like the the graphics and the world building looks really interesting, and I love Luc Besson's aesthetic. You know, um, Fifth Element is an absolute classic. Absolutely. And the production design and the art design in that film is incredible. So Mm. I think we're going to see some really cool stuff. But beyond that, it just looks like a bit of a mess. It looks a lot, reminds me a lot of Jupiter Ascending. I'm expecting a Jupiter Ascending kind of film. It reminds me of uh, John Carter, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not only an aesthetic, but just kind of the general feel of how that story might progress. Like, oh, look, we've got cool aliens and cool beasts. and I feel like it looks like it. it has a lot more kind of character and charm than John Carter, though. That was so straight-faced, that movie. I can barely even remember it. Exactly. God, it was boring. But um, I don't know. This looks like it could be fun. I, he really looks like he's dipping back into that fifth element well, which, um, as you said, George, 
classic. Like, what a great movie that is. Um, how, what do you think about that movie, Connor? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I loved it. I loved it when they did the thing. Connor hasn't um, seen the movie. He hasn't seen the movie. So we'll watch that one. Shame him. Um, yeah, look, one of the things that um, I'm not sure quite how to feel about it, um, but it is a cool fact that he's apparently waited for about 10 years to do this, um, to do this film, Luc Besson. Passion um, Project. Yeah, which has at times been a good thing. You know, you can take a lot of time to really like develop a script, develop an idea, and then when the technology is right or when the, you know, the timing is right, go for it. But that also can result in some pretty awful things. Um, Avatar, Chinese democracy. Chinese democracy. <laughs> That's Fuck a, yeah, ten, I love ten, that. Ten years in the making. Welcome to the, welcome to the Guns N' Roses podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Avatar and Chinese democracy being compared before in my days. That's awesome. I mean, it's a big hype around a movie that, you know, we waited yeah. 10 years to make this movie. Yeah, and uh, I think another, I think a good example of a, a passion project that um, actually turned out good was Chris Nolan's Interstellar, uh, not Interstellar, <laughs> fuck Interstellar, <laughs> fuck Interstellar. Um, Inception, because he, he had can. that he had that um, script for, I think, around the, his first or second feature, Memento. Wow. Uh, so that's that's one of my all time faves. Um, Such a good film, uh, but you know. What what's what's the budget on this? Two hundred plus million? Two uh, two hundred and twelve, I think was Jeez, the man. They're going to be lucky to make their money back on. this I one. think it looks even more expensive though. This movie looks amazing. Like this looks like an Avatar level, um, like go at special effects, but just more zany than yeah, more Avatar. color, much more interesting looking. Not just giant trees and neon yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. Like we're seeing otherworldly stuff in this. Yeah, kind of Avatar via Guardians. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that will I think it will make it harder for them to make their money back. Kind of ironically, the more money you spend on these weird and wacky kind of sets and and CGI effects, the less you're going to get people going like that's a film that I want to see. Because mm-hmm. somewhat ironically, while people are like, oh, I want to see you know new and cool things in film, they don't really. Yeah. The the movies that make the most money are ones that are kind of cookie cutter you know, formulaic. Franchises. Digestible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, people say, oh, I want to see something new. No, Hollywood's never churning out anything new and you get something like A Cure for Wellness. <laughs> something new, not based on an IP, not based on a novel, not based on a comic book, an original script. And hey, it doesn't even make half its production budget back, not including its marketing budget as well. That's been a massive loss, I'm sure. Dane DeHaan has a bad track record, so... This movie's probably already done. Except Chronicle. Sure. Chronicle was a success. No, I mean, uh, box office-wise. Box office kind of. Yeah. But Chronicle did well, didn't it? Didn't it do extremely well? Yeah, I get... Fine. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck. But since then... I'm going to call since, you motherfuckers since out. Since his breakout role, you know, he had Spider-Man and... Oh, yeah. God, Amazing Spider-Man too. You'd have to pay me to see that shit. <laughs> I tried watching it again the other day. Why? Made what it the about. Hell? I made it about ten minutes in. Oh. And you haven't seen the fifth element. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and you watched Transformers again recently? Uh, oh, by recently I mean within the last three years. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> well, you got to qualify that shit. You. <laughs> Very aggressive this episode, yeah. George. George, yeah. lay off Connor. He's mine. <laughs> um, no, like, all right. When I when I when we talked about it recently, um, <laughs> by recently I mean I've seen the last it recently. Weeks. How long ago? Oh, fifteen years. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Transformers? Like watched I all of them. Don't a... want to remember. Well, that, that's my point. That's more recently than you've probably seen it. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Uh, look, I uh, I think that. It'll be a hard sell for most people, um, but I will. I'll, I'll watch it because I'm. I just. I love sci-fi. I think that cool world building and even some zany effects. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that you should make a film zany and weird and out there just for the sake of it being out there. Because I, I hate that. But what I do like is that when directors take a bit of a, a risk with the visual effects, with the the kind of out there nature of their films, um, coupled with plot and and all the other things that make a good film. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Connor, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally said the most vanilla thing ever. Like, I just like good films. I, was, I wasn't listening at all. I just assumed it was something <laughs> controversial and stupid. Um, what's the next news story? <laughs> um, next one is uh, number seven on our list is Venom will be R-rated, and it is now. Hold been- it. 
<laughs> no, that's cool. called it. I don't need to finish my sentence. Uh, Venom will be R-rated and uh, has been confirmed to be not part of the MCU. Discuss, Ben. Okay, good, good. Uh, that's good news that um, their shitty Venom movie won't taint the MCU. <laughs> You're calling that it's going to be a shitty film then? Uh, well, I'm calling that it's probably going to be shitty because it's a Sony uh, Spider-Man related movie. <laughs> well, thanks. For, well, thanks for listening. That's it. Um, no, look. Uh, my my glimmer of hope is that it has been described as a horror sci-fi. Yeah. Which, if they can pull that off, for me, have we ever seen a, a, a superhero horror film? Have we ever seen a horror sci-fi? What about Blade? What about Blade? What about Blade Two, the greatest superhero movie of all time? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I said it. I'm saying. Um, it. Yeah. Oh, right. Good point. Do you think? Do you think it's a problem when you? go to develop a film and you say, you know, it's going to be R-rated. Like, don't you just say, oh, we're going to make a horror film. We're going to make the best film we can. You know, maybe you know it's going to be R, but like, do you, is, that, is, that a, is that a good thing to sort of compartmentalize a film in that manner? I don't think creatively it means too much. It's just a, like a buzzword at this point. It's going to be R-rated because everyone's, everyone's all still high off Deadpool. Yeah. Like, it's just marketing. It's, um, I just want, I think the, the way this film can be successful is it making it what it needs to be. So, for example, Logan, they went in with an intent, they executed that intent, it was R rated, happy days, and we got Logan. Hmm. But Venom, I feel like it's a little bit getting on the bandwagon, let's make an R rated film kind of decision. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this, I think, uh, a couple weeks back. Um, that I am worried that this is going to become a thing where they think we've got a formula now. Let's just cookie cutter the shit out of it and just make all these superheroes R-rated and people will love it. And then the movies that need to be R-rated won't, will kind of get lost among the ones that really didn't need to be. So I, I completely understand your point about, you know, are they just saying R-rated because that's the newest trend? On the other hand, I think that um, from what I've talked about with you, Ben, um, this is one of those properties that, should be already that that kind of that will actually add um and to tell the story correctly um this is a necessity i don't um i don't recall this conversation i'm going to disagree with you here. <laughs> i don't think <laughs> i don't think any comic book movie has to be r-rated honestly I, they're all like i don't think logan had to be r-rated i think that movie would have worked exactly as well as a pg-13 film because it was so strong just thematically and just in every way uh the violence was just a little cherry on top but um but and whatever. All that being said, I think you honestly could make a really interesting horror movie out of the Venom concept. I think they need to gut the shit out of it because they're already taking Spider-Man out, which is just everything about Venom. 100%. Yeah. So I honestly, the best comparison is a weird comparison because it's a terrible, terrible, terrible film. But I think they need to go the Fantastic Four route, the most recent one, where they took the vague concept and did something completely different with it, which was honestly very interesting for a big part of it. That film was really interesting because the front half we'd heard, oh, Fantastic Four, it's a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And I was watching the first half and I was like, this is fucking great. And then there's that noticeable bit, you know, one year later. One year later. And <laughs> that is a completely different film. Yeah, but but that movie actually, not a bad comparison because it veers into body horror for a bit there, which is something you could really do with Venom. Um, Get Cronenberg on this. Fuck yes. Then it would be R-rated. Venom. Are you listening, Sony? I think this <laughs> needs to divorce itself as far from Spider-Man as it can, and then maybe they can do something interesting with it. Do you think this is going to spawn into a shared universe for Sony? Because, you know, we've heard, you know, they might not be collaborating with Marvel post-Homecoming 2. Uh, they've tried previously, you know, they said, we're going to do the Sinister Six after Amazing Spider-Man 2, yada, yada, yada. Uh, do you guys think that they're going to go and try and make their own kind of shared universe? They're going to try. I mean, oh, they yeah, already I they did won't. try. Sony's all talk, though. They'll do whatever, wherever the money is. They're just going to keep chasing Marvel's tail. Like, they're all talk. Not a fan of uh, Sony there, Ben. Man, I just after I'm those not. fucking Garfield movies, man. Not the Bill Murray Garfield movies, the Andrew like, Garfield <laughs> Spider Man movies. Um, <laughs> I was like, really? What? That's if, what really well, if, tipped you on Sony was those, Garfield. Yeah, after those Andrew Garfield Spider Man movies, just I don't want them touching Spider Man at all. 
See, I I still don't understand your. I mean, the second one, fair enough. It's it's not a great film. I don't think it deserves the the amount of anger that it has garnered from you. I'm not angry I, about it. I just think they're bad. Really, I can bad. see fury in your eyes, like the very embodiment of fury <laughs> or that's alcohol just, from that's last just night. Whenever I look at you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's mostly alcohol. Um, I think I think that's one of the worst films I've ever seen. I think the first one's what? worse. Just, yeah. I think the first yeah. one is worse just because it's blander. The second one really? is at least batshit crazy. The no. second one what is like... What universe do you people live in? The sec- like, I live is- in the real world, Connor. <laughs> the, second one, the second one at least is like some Joel Schumacher Batman craziness. Like, it does nothing for me. Yeah. It does absolutely nothing. This sorry. like this. I'm sorry. I'm just so confused by the by the level of of dislike for this film. You know what I was thinking about the other day? The lizard, that oh bad guy. God. Jesus. Oh god, you're right. How do you oh, fuck that up? He's just a big dinosaur man. What were they doing with his face? That makeup was terrible. Oh, god damn All it, right. Connor. Not not great film. I'm not trying to defend it as a good film, but the fact that you would. Because we've had this conversation before. You would rather watch the third Sam Raimi Spider-Man than the, the first Any Garfield day. one. Any that day of the week. That screams delusion to me. Like, that's just, that's insane. That is such a bad film, no. that third Sam Raimi one. No, I mean, half of it is it's endearing, a terrible man. film. It's endearing? What? Because there's the Raimi-isms come saying? through it. Half of it is Sony fucking with Raimi, and half of it is Raimi doing what he does. For the first two movies, yeah. Half of it is is just... The same as the first two, which is pretty good stuff. Um, and but yeah, absolutely half it's terrible, but um, not in the same way as those those Garfield ones. I don't know. I just I I do not abide those, my yeah, friend. They just shat those out. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right, I think we have to move on from that discussion because that's all right, our next podcast: Spider Man Two versus Amazing Spider Man Two. Uh, Connor on that side. Well, all right. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> let's can we, can we not <laughs> versus Blade Two? Yeah, George's one. All right, we'll defend that one. Um, okay, what you, were we Connor. even talking Fuck about? You, oh, the Ven- Venom, Venom being R and not in the MCU. Um, yeah, there was the vague reference that they might do their own spinoff. Um, Shared universe. They'll see. They'll, six. They'll try. They... Listen, let's get Venom right. I think there's some cool ideas there, and if they execute the horror sci-fi thing well, I think there's a lot of potential with that. Uh, property, but it, who knows? As per where Spider Man's going to go, is he going to stay in the MCU? I think that's going to have a lot to do with what ends up happening with their shared universe. It does give an interesting twist to that um, very, very kind of out there rumor that life is a um, yeah a prequel to that's that's um hundred percent bullshit though. Venom, hundred percent, hundred percent. Have they come out and said that it's bullshit? Yeah, it was a joke. It that's was just not fan devastating. But. Hey. hey, you said you wanted. No, I would have. I'd have hated it, but I also think that that would have been. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm very confused. <laughs> I thought it'd been like it would have been bad, but also at the same time interesting. So, so did you take the blue pill or the green pill this morning, bro? <laughs> All right, number eight. Um, George is very happy about this one as being a massive Star Wars fan. Um, it's the kind of the latest Star Wars rumors that have been circling around. There's a couple of them. Um, you said that there was going to be a big drop this week. Listen, we've got to take this with a grain of salt. This could be absolute bullcrackers. Uh, <laughs> bullcrackers. <laughs> Guys, bullcrackers alert. This may be bullcrackers. <laughs> That's, <laughs> George's new segment, bullcrackers. We're keeping this podcast clean, boys. So I guess the biggest one is that Obi-Wan standalone film starring Ewan McGregor is definitely on the cards and there's a strong possibility that's going to be announced at Sawa Celebration. Hell yeah. Uh, I'd be I, down for it. Yeah. I, do you guys, are you guys of the opinion that his portrayal of Obi-Wan was one of the best things in the prequel? Pre- prequels? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got some big Star Wars <laughs> fans here, right? <laughs> Fucking hell. He was, I mean, like, wait, he's played Obi-Wan before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I, I think that that would be a cool. I'd probably rather watch that than a Han Solo film because, as I mentioned, I have some trepidations about the Han Solo film. I think that they'll they're kind of relying too much on the Harrison Ford Han Solo um, charisma and thinking, oh, that'll just translate to to something earlier, and and we want to see where that character comes from. Mm. Quite frankly, I don't give two shits about where Han Solo comes from. Absolutely. Um, this one, I'm actually a little bit more interested in because I did like uh, Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi Wan. Um, I would like to see where he's been in that because they really, as far as I'm aware, there's no kind of knowledge about what he's been doing for that space of time. So they can pretty much do whatever they'd like. It's about a bunch of canon um, comic books. 
There's okay, cool well, stuff in there. I did say, as far as I'm aware, which is, does exclude <laughs> You're canon not aware comic books. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I've seen Star Wars films. I feel like that's enough. <laughs> no, 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 this could be, be awesome. They could explain how uh, Ewan McGregor turns into Alec Guinness in 19 years. Um, <laughs> 19 years of just complete and utter jaded. <laughs> just that that desert environment. It's harsh. It's had a wee little dirty, man. Yeah. <laughs> Running away from uh, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, I saw a cool thing uh, on on the internet. Uh, have you heard of that? The other day, the um, just showing uh, Bail Organa from uh, Episode Three, and then in Rogue One, <laughs> how much he's aged in in the nineteen years, and then showing Ewan McGregor to Alec yeah, Guinness yeah, in the yeah. same time period. And it's like, yeah, the desert life will do that yeah. to you. <laughs> um, have you guys seen that uh, fan made trailer um, that was released probably around six months ago? Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, Obi Wan standalone. Yeah, yeah I think I had. That was really well put together. Holy cow! Really sold the concept. I think. Wow. Uh, I don't know what film they took all that footage from, but it looked really incredible. Mm. So I think there's a lot of stuff to dip into there. Another few rumors, uh, Boba Fett, Bounty Hunter, ensemble films on the cards. You know, we heard Josh Trank was, uh, director of, uh, Fantastic Four years ago was going to be doing, uh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Boba Fett. Fett, um, Oh yeah, massive Star Wars fan. (laughs) Uh, And, um, uh, I think this is a better way to do the whole Boba Fett thing. I think a standalone film for Boba Fett, there's an, that's ropey for me. Uh, I don't know if there's enough in there. Um, so an ensemble kind of Suicide Squad-y kind uh, of film, I think. Well, Not the Suicide Squad is good, but an ensemble kind of piece. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the first thing that popped in my head. I'm sorry. I apologize profusely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the uh, things that I thought was a bit... I, I thought it was really cool with the whole Star Wars culture and canon and all that is that... Realistically, in the original trilogy, Boba Fett has like zero screen time. Doesn't really say anything or do anything. And he's shit at his job. Really bad at his job. But he has developed this kind of weird, you know, fandom fandom and cult (laughs) status within the Star Wars community. Um, I think they're going to run into a very similar problem that they've run into with Han Solo um, in in the concept that they're going to go back into a past that may not live up to the kind of hype or mystery um, yeah. that's been developed. Guys, guys, let me let me fix this for you. I'll fix this like I fixed the Venom movie and uh, the other one I fixed. Um, <laughs> that other one I fixed. Yeah, like, it was, Great it resume. Was, it was, <laughs> no, Bumblebee. The Bumblebee spinoff. Um, what you do is you cast Jermaine Clement as Boba Fett because we know he's Kiwi. We know he's Kiwi from the prequels. You know, he's a Kiwi. So, Jermaine Clement as, as Boba Fett and just make him an idiot and shit at his job, but he somehow just keeps accidentally succeeding. A Star Wars comedy? Everyone thinks a Star Wars comedy and everyone thinks he's really badass. Get, get, uh, get, the, uh, get the fucking 21 Jump Street guys on it. Boom. Boba Fett movie that's actually awesome. You would piss off a lot of Star Wars fans. Absolutely. That'd be the best part. 100% down for it. I love that idea. It would be. Get Brett McKenzie <laughs> in there as well. Make it a flight of the Concords reunion. Fuck yes! And I, like it sounds very robot chickeny. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. No, but 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 on a larger note, if if all these companies want to have these big shared universes, I feel like they have to diversify a bit. There is room in these giant franchises for actual different genres. Like fucking make a Marvel romantic comedy for God's sake. Make a Star Wars comedy. But those are like I mean. It would never get done because I think that if you actually propose that to a studio, they'd either shit themselves or laugh you out the building. Um, but I would love to see that. I think it's a huge risk. I don't know how it would play in the the kind of the greater uh, mythos within Star Wars um, in terms of like you know moving a franchise forward. But in terms of a movie that I would love to see, that's it. Fuck yeah. yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> but you know the interesting thing is another one of these rumors is that they're going to do. Well, one something that's on the cards is a young adult film, so that's a new genre, new territory. Um, there's a really great Star Wars novel. I haven't read it, but um, uh, you know it's very highly regarded. Um, Lost Stars, young adult, so that could be really cool. Um, and then the other other final sort of rumor was um, after Episode Nine, I think Lucasfilm are very conscious about Star Wars fatigue. 
and uh, they will potentially put the movies on hold for a while and um, just do like 17 TV series. Um, so- <laughs> How conscious are they of Star Wars fatigue after like the nine films that we're going to do over the next 10 years? Listen, they're not going to stop Star Wars, but maybe they'll pull them from the theaters for a couple of years, 18 months or something. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I'm already over it after Rogue One. I don't think this experiment is working as well as we would have hoped. Hopefully episode eight knocks it out of the park. I think it will. We have to go through our honorable mentions, and there's a lot of them, so we're going to try and like pump through them. Uh, first off is the Pirates trailer. Yeah. I have literally nothing to say about this, because it's nothing new. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Excellent. On to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it looks a lot like what we've previously seen. Um, I'm still not excited for Pirates for uh, five. Jesus. Pirates nine. There's enough of the and the three, four, um, seven. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, next is uh, James Gunn says no director's cut for Guardians of the Galaxy. Theatrical Reese is the final cut. Theatrical release is the final cut. Good. Cool. <laughs> Easy. Um, uh, we saw the new shots for the Tomb Raider um, reboot. Yeah. Is it a reboot? I guess. Remake. 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 New franchise direction. Yeah, she looks good. Yep, next. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the first synopsis for Kingsman has come out and kind of where the direction that the, uh, they're going to take. Um, they're going to go with uh, another secret organization that kind of parallels the Kingsman um, based out of the United States of America. It's called the Statesman. um, And it's going to be about um, them kind of teaming up. I think there's some fun dynamics you can play with there. Um, James Bond has, you know, when she, when he teamed up with Halle Berry in that fantastic film, Die Another Day, (laughs) um, you know, there was an, but there was an interesting, (laughs) that's where you went with this. (laughs) No, no, But there's an interesting, you know, like American operative versus British spy um, thing. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I really like the first one, so let's let's. I think there's some interesting stuff to play with there. I hope they keep the the kind of funkiness and originality of the first one with this second one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, Next. And, and, and the great comment from Ben. Um, final is the new Game of Thrones trailer came out. What a shocking trailer, guys! Like, I mean, they really, really kind of. Built up the hype for this. I'm going to start some beef here. Let's get a rivalry going. I saw the the headline on uh, on Facebook somewhere from comicbook.com. said, watch the new jaw-dropping trailer for Game of Thrones. I watched that trailer. My jaw did not drop. My jaw did drop <laughs> in the fact that it was so absent of any jaw-dropping moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. It's, it's like, no. Let's move on. God damn it. There's nothing in it. <laughs> no, that, yeah, it was such a stupid trailer. Just a bunch of... I mean, you could devise or you could uh, figure out a couple of the plot points from you know where they were sitting but i just feel like don't hype it up as a as a jaw-dropping trailer there was it was just really nothing there it was just people sitting on crowns like it or thrones <laughs> game of pounds <laughs> do you think this is a case of a bad trailer or a bad forecoming series no it was fine it's just there's too much hype around this shit yeah, their 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 marketing so far has been a little bit weird. They they had that, that ice wall thing, ten minutes of ice melting just yeah. to release the date that this would come out. Mm. Like that's just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I like Game of Thrones. I'll I'll enjoy the next series. I'm assuming you're not um, going to boycott it after that trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm out. Really I'm taking this marketing campaign to heart. No, it's just it, it it's fine, but I just think it's coming from the wrong angle. Um, but yeah, that that's the news. Dun, 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 dun. thank you so much guys that was top eight for this week and we'll be back next sunday with another episode we'll also be dropping our ghost in the shell movie review on tuesday and lego batman on thursday thank you guys once again connor hello bye no wait <laughs> <laughs> hello no <laughs> and ben hey. Yep. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. Shit. <laughs> I, I fucked it up. Damn it. <laughs> Guys, we're on iTunes and YouTube. Please subscribe. Thank you. And do it. <laughs> <laughs>